Hello, my name is Elaine, and I'll be your tour guide through South Central Los Angeles. This is Los Angeles. Well, where are we going? Westward, huh? Mike checking, Mike checking, Mike. Look, look, I got some more questions, okay? And I got them from three. It's supposed to be four different people. I don't know what. Yo, uh, I'm, I'm going to have to. Uh, Country Boy, what's up, man? You get your questions in fast enough, bro, for this episode. I, I asked you for two questions, and I didn't get them. You know what I mean? My, my audience is waiting. For those interesting questions. I guess we're going to have to push yours back to another episode. But in the meantime, I did get some questions from my brethren. You know what I'm saying? Over there in that in, in, in hot Atlanta. It might be a little bit cold over there now. Might be snowing. I'm not sure. I don't know the weather over there. Uh, but the No Nonsense Show, the flag show of the Rare Sanders Network. You have heard of them before because they're one of the best indie podcast in the game it exact the content alone speaks for itself um it it deals with a lot of nonsense and no nonsense right i'm sorry i got to sneeze i had to get that out anyhow um it's the holiday season you know anyhow i asked you know one of the co-hosts well, I guess y'all should break down the show to y'all. So the No Nonsense Show is based in Atlanta, and you have the colorful personalities of Be Honest. You've heard his name on my podcast before because he's one that edits my episodes. He's like he's like the label. That's like the label he, and the distributor. I have a distribution deal through. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, that's like my that's my producer. You know what I'm saying? Then you got Jamie Mack. Jamie Mack, technically, I don't know where Jamie Mack is from. He said he's from the Bay Area, right? Sacramento. I think he's from Sacramento or something like that. I don't know. Uh, but to just, he's supposed to be the balance of the show, right? But he has a little bit of uh, Uncle Ruckus in him a little bit. You got to check it out. He What, what, what what he does is very sim- similar to, to, to Candace Owens, but with a little bit more, it's just a little bit different. You'll see, just check in. Then you got French Reggie. Now, I remember when, I remember French Reggie rookie year. I mean, this is the Haitian prince right here. You feel me? This, this is the cat who got kidnapped, right? Who was held for ransom inside of a house that had no walls. Like these niggas was playing peekaboo during the kidnapping, and he got away. He got obviously, you know, he's he's a part of the show, you know. And now we have a, I would say, an alternative co-host, you know, from time to time co-host in Cam, which is a very interesting personality. Uh, you should hear some of his hot takes when is when it comes to women and things like that. I'm pretty sure it will drive you to having a conversation with him. Uh maybe a therapeutic one. Anyhow, the the reason why he is special himself is because he is also the son of Be honest. 
So it's, it's dope to have that type of dynamic, that type of personality. Uh, and they're different. They're different. I mean, they got the same skin complexion, you know, they're light bright, but... The way they think, and obviously there's an age difference, you know, but it, it's just different. Anyhow, before I get to those questions, because I got questions from, be honest, I got questions from uh, Cam, and I got questions from Jamie Mack. Uh, solid six-piece questions. Again, country boy, I don't know why it's late. Now we, you know, you're supposed to have them over next time, though. Um there's a clip that I want to play that was from one of their previous shows, and he had a he had an interesting take on uh, messing with another uh, man's girl, right? And I want you to hear this real quick. She was just she didn't give a fuck about that dude. I think I was one of the side dudes. That's terrible. Yeah, she just she she just didn't care about that guy. And you so, was, you was cool with it. So you don't so one you of them. You don't you don't. Ever, I think so. I feel like she had other dudes. So you don't feel bad. You don't feel like you 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 crossing a bro code. That wasn't my bro. So he's still a brother though. I didn't I didn't even know the guy. Doesn't matter. He's still a brother out there. She offered. So no. But, her answer is no. <laughs> so yeah. So the answer is no. So it's she not. Offered, he no. doesn't. He like, doesn't like, subscribe to that 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 idiom of treat others how you want to be treated. Okay, like look, check it out, right? When I, when I was at work today, this girl's dealing with her her um her boyfriend, um, pretty much FaceTiming another girl at his job. The girl's FaceTiming him, and he's FaceTiming her, and she's like in this like stupid dilemma about, well, at least it wasn't cheating, but still, it's like he's making a connection with her, and he said he can't talk to me about certain things, and like I held back a lot of shit I wanted to say to her. Because I'm looking out for him as a man, as a brother. I'm looking out for him. I, I, I already see what he's doing. He's stringing yeah. her along. and But I know that shit's not going to last. And I, I'm, I didn't want to tell her that. Yeah. Fuck her. I mean, well, I ain't going to say fuck her feelings. But I wanted to tell her. But then I was like, why would I tell her this when this guy is doing... I, I, I don't know what he's been through with her. So, I don't know what it is. So I'm going to take the man's side just automatically because I feel like so I'm going to look out for my brother. Okay, so look, that, this is what I got to say. This is what I got to say. I, cause I don't know why nobody else kind of really said it. Though. Oh, well, well, French Reggie, technically, he 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 did say it in the beginning. Uh, that's not his homie. That's not our homie. And I got to say that, like, I don't care about it. it we're we're in i I think it's the 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 days or the 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 time of the day whatever i'm trying to say y'all know what i'm trying to say like today it's just different nowadays people are more sensitive and 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 we're trying to be more caring and 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 concerned about other people's uh mental health and etc i get that part but when it came to that I'm, i'm gonna just tell you cam nobody cared about somebody else's girlfriend like no no I mean or, or, well we didn't care about her boyfriend well we probably didn't care about her either like that you see what I'm saying like I I I never I never looked at it like that regardless if if we thought we would have a problem or not like that is not my homeboy then we got to think about it like this maybe she really didn't like him like that maybe you know sometimes being in a relationship is just comfortable y'all just there together maybe he was doing his own dirt too and they was just you know what i'm saying but at the end of the day me worried about another man and what and his relationship being messed up that's not my problem that's not my problem. The dating pool department. I'm the manager. I could, I could. Let's solve these situations. A lot of these situations don't need to be situations. 
And, and, and shout out to Cam, man, because he wants to care about our another brother. Another sometimes they're not your brother. They got to be your homeboy before they become your brother. And like French Reggie said to begin with, the proper answer, the right answer. And then I would say in, in about at least 49 states, the right only answer. That's the only answer. That's not my homie. Now, if you did know him and, and y'all was cool or if that was your boy, then I understand. But if that's a total stranger, no, because guess what? They don't care about you. They don't care about you. If if it was flipped around, they wouldn't care about you. They're not care about it. Nobody, maybe in 2022, because that's how sensitive people are these days. Like we're starting to start, well, at least we're trying to use our minds, our hearts and our minds a little bit more together. You know what I mean? Nobody was thinking about that shit in the 80s and the 90s, early 2000s. Hell, in 1765, niggas was not feeling like that. <laughs> no. I'm looking out for my brethren that I don't even know that I never met. Hell, no. No. Do you know what this We stay in America. This is one of the shady. All right, let's move on to these questions, man. So, again, I wanted to start this thing where I started to ask random people to give me, you know, some random questions to answer. Now, did I look at these? I did. Okay, I read them. I didn't have any time to study up or have a proper written down perfect answer. So this is like me seeing them for the first time because, I, again, I, I didn't really give it too much thought. I just looked at it because, you know, I did ask them for the question. So I'm going to give you the first the first two that. That are solid or whatever. I'm gonna save Cam's for last because originally it was him. So I'm gonna save his for last, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna check um, Jimmy Max questions, and then I'm going to be honest questions. So the first question is from Jamie Mac from the No Nonsense Show. Check him out, Uncle. Ru you know, Uncle Ruckus. Have you ever enjoyed someone else's suffering? Um, off the top of my head, n no. No, not not really. Not not to tell you. No, no. Maybe if I was younger, I can't really think. Uh, when I was younger, if I if I did, because uh, I can't really think of no, no of any situations. Um, as an adult, definitely no, definitely no. To the point where, um, no, I kind of feel bad. You know what I mean? I I pride myself on not having enemies in this world, at least the ones that, like, you know, I, I don't know if I have them or not, you feel me? But I know there's no direct beef with anybody that I know for me to even care about somebody's downfall, you know? Um, I didn't, And I don't care to... I don't I don't even care to have differences with somebody that for that long. You know what I mean? But I I do understand it though. I do understand how some people can be like, "Yo, I'm glad they're going through this." You know what I mean? Because I mean, it's it retaliation or envy or um whatever you want to call it. It's all it's all in us. You know what I'm saying? It just depends on how much consumes you at that moment. You know? Uh, good question though. Good question. Again, for everybody else, have you ever enjoyed someone else's suffering? Um, that's a cold one to start with, though, Jamie. My God damn! But if y'all listen to this show, y'all would understand. You know what I'm saying? Y'all, y'all, y'all would definitely understand uh, how Jamie Mac gets down. Uh, the next one: 
What drug would you do if it were legal? <sighs> this is scary. Now, because if it was legal, does that does, does that mean that is is it's not dangerous anymore? You know what I mean? Because it's like I, I you know even if they if they make a lot of these drugs, um, if they make a lot of them legal, that doesn't mean that they're safe to do. You feel me? Because a lot of them I'm scared of. You know, I heard y'all back in the 80s and in the 90s, y'all used to take a bump before y'all went to work. That's how y'all used to get shit done. That's probably why we got all this shit that we got now. Because y'all was up working. Coffee and, and, and white powder. And I'm not talking about the donuts. So, you know, if anything, it might be that. It might be that, you know what I mean? Because everything else I want to, I want to try is, is you know, or, or that I in, I'm interested in is legal, you know. Um, but I, I I know cocaine can't be legal. <laughs> I know that boogie sugar can't be legal. You know what I mean? But only because it was a recreational drug back in the day when I was outside running around in the streets playing a uh, freeze tag. Um, they said it was a recreational drug. You know what I mean? So I, you know, that one's that one's cool with me. Great questions, Jamie Mack. I had a feeling he would ask a drug question. You know what I mean? You gotta listen to the show to understand that. All right, so moving on to Bianca's questions. You know, he got some interesting ones. Have you ever done something so wrong that you were glad or relieved when you got punished? Um, shit. Yeah, I, I there was one time where I'm not sure where where it all started from. It could have had something to do with school or something like that. And I may have uh, talked back to my mom. Right. I never forget the day it happened. I, and I want to say it had something to do with school. And I said something. It was a smart. Re, it was a smart reply. And then. I think she, I don't know if I, if I look real upset or something like that, or I, I think, I think I may have been looking a certain way. Like I wanted to do something and my mom thought I was literally like about to do something. So she pushed me into the corner right there. My feelings was hurt, but I probably still look upset on the outside right then and there. Um, I felt bad because I never wanted to make my mom feel that way for one. And, I, you know, I never would raise my hand or anything like that to my mom. And I think that's what hurt my feelings so bad after she pushed me because I'm like, I know she wouldn't think that I would do that. But at the same time, I can understand. I can understand how important um, that happened. That pun that type of punishment happened uh, because that taught me to respect, you know, to continue to respect my elders and watch how I'm approaching whatever type of disagreement, or argument I have. Make sure I approach uh, the situation with respect, you know what I mean, at the end of the day. So I probably would say that, you know, everything else was a bunch of bullshit. Let's see what else. Let's see. The second question is, when was the last time you ugly cried? Yo, ugly cry might be might be a couple of times this year. You know what I mean? Um ugly cry, ugly cry. I want to say 
the ugly the ugly cry for me was not too long ago. I wouldn't necessarily call it seasonal depression, but my mom's birthday. My mom's birthday is uh in late October. So her birthday plus, you know, like Halloween is what, five days four or five days later from her birthday. After her birthday. Um it just it is it, like the beginning of the season the holiday season starts you know what i mean so with her birthday being right there in the beginning and then it goes off into you know thanksgiving and 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 christmas and you know everything in between that or or before you even get to thanksgiving um everything is so warm and festive and colorful um the the cinematography it seems like it's different in the world. You feel me? Uh, when it comes to the fall, uh, the the weather is a, it's a bit colder, so the wardrobe's got to be different. And everybody is uh, the the traffic is it goes from chaos to light because people are traveling out of town once they get close to Thanksgiving or or the Christmas or even New Year. Uh, you know the traffic goes from jam packed to the Walking Dead. You know what I'm saying? Because of the traveling and things like that. So all of that, I'm thinking that's racing through my head and stuff like that all along, you know, going, you know, another year with missing my moms and stuff like that. And I want to say I was just listening to some music and I was just really emotional and I started crying. Yep. And it was in the car on the way to work. So and I and I don't have tinted windows. So if anybody was being nosy while I was driving, because you know, for for a small portion, I'm in the toll lane. You feel me? And that's kind of the toll lane going to work in the evening time is is almost like a VIP type of feeling. You know what I'm saying? Ain't too many cars on there with you. Um, You know, you driving on the side of the the pedestrians, (laughs) the regular people in traffic. You know what I'm saying? You just skating on by and stuff like that. So not too many people going to actually see me crying and stuff like that. So that was that was one, you know, but um, that was actually the last time, which was in October, you know, not too long ago. Um, You know, that's just that's just what it was, man. That's just what it was. Um, I think that emotion would never go away. That'll always be a strong emotion. That'll always, I will always have a trigger warning when it comes to, because it'll be a certain song that might come on. Or with me, I love to think about the past a lot. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's TV shows, movies, um, the styles, the vibes back then. And you know what I'm saying? Obviously, with all that comes memories of being around your parents and things like that. So. Yeah, I got, uh, yo, I got a lot of, you know, by the grace of God, you know what I'm saying? My life is extended for uh, another 30, 40, you know what I'm saying? 50 years or whatever. And I'm still going to have those ugly cries from time to time. I, I think that's what it is, you know? I'm okay. And sometimes when you have those ugly cries, you just get all that shit out. And it's like, it's like a detox. You feel me? Um, then you get to go get, you get, you get to go reflect and shit like that. The pain's still going to be there, but it's not as throbbing or it's not stinging as much because it's like, you got some of that out, you know what I'm saying? Like that therapeutic, you know, crying can, can lead to some, you know, some relaxing at the end of the day. All right, let's get to the last set of questions by Cam. 
Now this one I know I'm gonna have to put it in it because he sent like like two paragraphs. <laughs> you feel me? First one. Do you feel like the mother destroys cause he gave details too? Do you feel like the mother destroys and manipulates the kids if the father isn't present in their life? That's I, I can personally, you know, respond to that. Let's just say she took the kids away from the father. Most cases the father wants to be a part of the kid's life and a woman will keep him from them keep him from them out of spite numer for numer numerous reasons. Nah, you know what? It don't have to be for numerous reasons. It could just be for one reason and that's just emotion emotions. Like they're still emotionally torn over this person. That's basically all it is. There's no other way outside of financially tapping that man's pockets to actually make him feel whatever pain you're going through than take away his actual kids from them seeing, building a relationship, keeping that core, the whole thing. That's ugly women right there. Not all women do that. And not all men uh, uh want to be in their kids life so let's just let's just put that out there but we're talking about the ones that do want to be in their kids life um that's dealt with women who kept their kids away yes they do use them as a weapon it's the it's foul it's foul i think these courts be knowing but they don't care at the end of the day you know unless you show some effort which i'm living proof of when you show effort of trying to do this that and a third Yo, more than likely, they will side with you. Now, when I say side with you, I'm not saying that you can get end up uh, getting full custody. You know what I'm saying? The joint custody thing might work, um, and 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 the financials might be corrected to where it's reasonable. You know, to where you're not crying going to work because you're just working to su to support, rather than trying to, you know, I mean, you're trying to support not just your kid, but you're trying to support yourself as well. And if you if you avoid having a combo with them and letting them know, like, look, this is my expenses, it can turn into an issue. And they know that the courts know that the baby mamas know that or whatever. And if you really think about it. A simple conversation about why the relationship failed, get that out the way. And then second thing would be to talk about how are we going to successfully raise this kid? They never really go, they never really think about that. Maybe, and maybe they do, and some of them can be too stubborn to where um, they don't want to because they don't want to show the weak side. They kinda, they're kind of they kind of like a drug lord where they can't show any type of happiness because it, it seems like it might be a sign of weakness. You know what I'm saying? What they really don't know is that it hurts everybody. Now, unless she's out there actually doing her thing and making you know, enough to take care of, then I don't understand why she would make it more difficult for the father to actually provide. You know what I'm saying? Like there's been situations where, you know, his license can be taken away. Um, you know, it's hard for him to get a job now because he needs documents. He can't drive. You know what I'm saying? So you're just making it you making it a little bit more difficult for him to uh, take care of the responsibility that was given to him by the courts and what you had requested. Doesn't that seem kind of backwards, right? You know what I mean? So with those type of women, dog, you, you literally have to, you got to let it go. You know what I mean? Cause I've seen 
Literally, I've seen so many different type of ways of how cats responded. Some cats have respond has responded physically, you know, that and that came along with threats. In some cases, it had worked. In some cases, it didn't work. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, it's still a shaky situation because if she do receive the message or whatever, and she changes some things in your favor, well, now for the rest of her life, she's going to be scared. You know what I'm saying? Until she's not scared anymore, and then there's going to be a problem in the future somewhere. You know what I'm saying? On the other side... You know what I'm saying? She don't respond to it the, the way you thought she would. Now you're getting locked up because she's going she to call the police or the sheriff. You know what I mean? Or she might even just spare you and just say, look, to uh, I'm going to make sure you don't really see your kid now because now I got to get a restraining order. So the number one thing is don't put your hands on her at all. That's a no-no. Absolutely not, brother. You know? The second thing would be, you have to just do what you got to do. If you feel like, you know, child support is going to be, uh, you know, is she going to book it on you or whatever? If you feel like the amount is going to be unfair, make sure you go take care of your business, go down there and get yourself situated, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. All your paperwork, all your bills, et cetera. So you can adjust it to, to where you can not only just take care of your seed, but to take care of yourself too. So you can take care of your seed. Um, and then you got to leave her alone, period, until she learns how to grow from that. And, and what she's growing from is, is the pain, the pain that you put her through, uh, that she causes well. But, you know, both sides have agreed to break up. It's just one side is hanging on to it and they want you to suffer at the end of the day. And that's just being real because some real women will be like, look, I'm over him. Let's just figure out how we're going to do this co-parenting. There's a, there's a lot of women out there like that. You know what I'm saying? Not all women are like that. But the ones that we're talking about is the ones who do use their kids as a weapon. You got to make sure you change in life. Do shit the right way. Keep going, hustling You know, the right way. And then everything will fall into place. The one thing is, cause you're gonna go through it once you, when you, especially when you winning, yeah. Just think about it. Like Golden State went from being one of the most, pop, and they still are one of the most popular love teams in the NBA when they first started to start. You know, when they first started to win. You know, now they one of the most hated teams because eventually people get tired of seeing people win. You know what I'm saying? You're going to become the villain at some point or whatever. You already the villain after you break up. So you got to go through those growing pains because it's going to be more every success. But there's no point of not achieving your goals or not setting goals or not getting better or advancing in life or whatever and still having beef with your baby mama. Because now you're gonna, it's going to lead to something physical because you ain't going to know what else to do. You know what I mean? But at, she's still a human. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It might be a window, a very small window where you could just pull her to the side. You might have that opportunity to talk to her and you got to have a real deep conversation. You might have to go into your bag and really apologize for why half of the relationship didn't work and it fell apart and take accountability for what you did and then move on to the business side. You know, and it's sad to call it the business side, but that's really what it is. Cause now you got to discuss schedules and money, you know? So, 
you know, like I, I wouldn't necessarily just X him out. You know what I'm saying? I think you got to, at one point, y'all was super cool. At one point, y'all jailed. At one point, y'all understood the vibes. So I think it's it, it depending on how much space that window is given for you to get in there, you're just going to have to figure it out. And then once you get into that space to where she's thinking with a level head and an open heart and an open mind, then boom, you got to strike. But it's got to be precise and it's got to be clean. Don't, don't stutter, nigga. You know what I'm saying? And then y'all get to a point where y'all could be cool. I think some of the best relationships can be built off of a lot of shit that y'all, you know, a lot of trauma that y'all built up together. Y'all could be like, damn, we was kids acting a fool back then. Like, we not together now, but we cool. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to love you forever because we have a, we're sharing a kid. I think it can get to that point. I think a lot of shit is possible. You know what I mean? I think once you learn how to deal with... Like, understand you have greater pains than that, probably. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's like, not talking about you having a greater pain than not seeing your kid, but I'm saying a greater pain than beefing with your baby mama. You feel me? You know what I'm saying? So, like, at the end of the day, I, there, there's no, I don't want to say that, but the greatest pain that I've ever felt as an, you know, as an adult was, you know, losing both of my parents. That is pain right there. You know what I'm saying? So everything else, nah, nah, especially like small little petty shit. Mm-mm. No, and then the way the world is going now, niggas is quick to emotionally respond to some shit that they will regret sitting in jail or in prison over. So I'm cool. I'm cool on that one. So I hope I answered that first one, Cam. Um, you got you to, gotta, it's like, it's a chess game, but, it, but it, it, instead of, it's a game, but it's real life. So even though I'm trying to, I'm, I'm telling you to be strategic at it. I'm also saying this is not you playing the game. This is you understanding the game with your heart, though. You know what I'm saying? You gotta understand. She's still a human. She's still, you know, a lot of shit be not just the trauma that y'all created together. A lot of that shit stem from her, her past, with her, her friends and family and shit like that. So a lot of shit you gotta take a deep dive on. Uh, the next last question by Cam. Cam did a good job so far, man. Uh, he's had like some of the best challenging questions, um, I've had so far. Are black people too emotionally stuck on the word nigger? Is it nigger? Well, he got the R at the end. Okay, we'll we'll talk about that in a minute. Considering we use nigger as a term of endearment, does that mean that we're over the word? Or still stuck on the idea of the of the word subconsciously. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like now that we have an opportunity to stand up for ourselves, uh, we have the the charisma, we have the courage to stand up for ourselves. That dates back before I was born. We're cats actually had to fight for us to be in this position, right? And so it was and 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 that is now we're taking the word not only we're taking their word away from them but the word that we took from them and we flipped and used it on ourselves we took power over that so technically you took power over two words the original word and the modified word right and we've always used it for what to describe somebody or a term of endearment 
You know, and it's been like that. Now, maybe some people didn't agree with that, didn't rock with that, that that's a part of the delegation or whatever. You know, we seen in Wakanda. Yes, I'm yes, be honest, I'm using a movie reference that is not real at all. Um, but they ha- they had different tribes within inside of Wakanda who may have disagreed on certain things. Right. Same thing with this. Same thing with the N word. Right. The main thing is we took it away from a certain group of people who, uh, and not all, but their ancestors uh, took it upon themselves to try to control everybody and everything uh, mentally and physically, right? Uh, And mentally, we're still going through that, going through the motions. Um. So we're taking that away. We, I think we all agreed on that. The term of endearment was, yo, not only did we take it away, not, not only did we take the power away, we flipped it. And now you can't even use a word that we flip, right? I think the problem comes in where a lot of us might feel uncomfortable using it around, and I don't think it should be that. I don't think it should be that at all. The only reason why the N-word in general is a big deal, black people don't make a big deal out of it. They don't. The people that can't use it make it a big deal. Why? Because it bothers them so much that they can't use it. That's it. The one word that's not in the dictionary, (laughs) that's not in the dictionary, that they want to use so bad that we already know they privately use when they have their own parties that we might not be invited to or that we don't know about when they in the car by themselves. Shout out to whoever just got their scholarship taken away. Um, anytime they're in the comfort of their own spaces and they're listening to our culture, our culture, music, uh, I'm pretty sure it's easy for them to just let it go. It's nothing we could do about that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not even mad at that. But the fact that um, they want to use it and they they fight to use it or they say or they want to say, well, why, we, why do we use the word at all? But why is it up to them? Why do they have to worry about whether we use it or not or why we use it or not or why they can't? They already know why. They know why they can't use it. That's one thing. But to, but to sit up there and say, well, why don't we just get rid of Why do we have to get rid of the word? We're using it. We got it. We good with this. We good with this. The fact that the fact that we went through what we went through for so many years or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Now you want to just say, all right, enough is enough. Let's just throw the word away. No, we're not about to do that. You know, I don't know the percentage, but I just know a lot of people use the N word. I'm talking about my people. We say nigga all the time. Nigga this, nigga that. Can I borrow a nigga? Can I borrow a pencil? Y'all know y'all remember that cartoon skit? <laughs> nigga, 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 nigga. We say it all the time. We say it all the time. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, nah, I don't think I don't think black people have an issue with the word like other people do. I just think at the end of the day, we feel like we on a short end of the stick all the time when it comes to anything. The lack of support. We see other groups of people getting more support or or are focused on getting support or changes faster than us. 
And that's just how it feels. So when you turn around and say, nah, take away this and take away that, y'all so quick to take away something and to say that we're obsessed with something or whatever, but y'all don't move twice as quick to, to try to, you know, protect black people in general. So I don't know, Cam, you know, um, yeah, are we emotionally attached to the word? Yeah, we emotionally attached to a lot of shit. We're emotionally attached to a lot of shit that's that's going to stick with us longer than the N word. Like the the trauma that that we have in our lives is going to be with us probably longer than the word. I don't think the word is a problem. I think the fact that you know the races that can't use it make it a problem. Which is a, which, which is a level of hypocrisy because, you know, they, they buy a lot of our music. They are the biggest consumers, right? So for them to have that much of a problem and stuff like that, they sure are spending the money to listen to it and say it behind their you know, own closed doors. But then when we say it and then we G-check somebody that's not supposed to say it, now it's let's get rid of the word. Now it's, oh, they're too emotionally attached to it. Nah, all right, man. Keep keep on. Just let us be. Yo, if 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 you don't let us con- if you don't let us continue to lay out the culture, the world wouldn't be shit. Our culture created everything. Our culture creates the most money. If cats stop playing basketball, if cats stop playing football, if cats start rapping and stop acting, a lot of shit gonna slow down. If we don't stamp and approve this look and and the, how to say this and this, that, and the third, shit don't move. We made niggas sound cool, though. From all the way from Compton to Brooklyn, the different accents of how we say nigga <laughs> in America when you go down south, you know what I'm saying, to the Midwest. Because we're all a part of the same culture. We just have different cultures within inside the same culture that, we, that we're a part of. And the one thing that we can all relate to is knowing or being a nigga. Nobody else can say it. That's why it's such a big deal when somebody do let a white boy say it or we hear somebody say it on a movie or something like that. Then it's like, it's almost like polarizing or whatever. But that's because they're making it out of a big deal. It's like, mm, you know, I hope that answered your question. Cam is, like I said, Cam is like one of the designated co-hosts on the No Nonsense show. Uh, he's been there for a cool minute. I mean, you know, I mean, he, I think he's putting his work, you know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the uh, what the uh, probation, probationary, how long it's supposed to be. Pause. But, um the content that he provides along with the content. If you know no nonsense content, then you just know you you in for it. you gonna it's gonna be a lot of disagreements on your part. You know, it's gonna be a lot of let's not take this personal. 
You know what I mean? That's just what it is. They know how to press those buttons. They know how to start the machine. I don't. I used to think Jamie Mack used to be. I, I used to. I thought he was faking. I thought he was, no. I really think he believes what he says, and he has had almost every job created, and has seen every movie. You know, so that's that's Jamie Mack. You got to watch out for him. You got to watch out for him because I feel like Jamie Mack drink Kool Aid with no with no ice in a cup, like warm Kool Aid. He looked like the nigga that had to, that had to drink warm Kool Aid. Cause that's just him and walk outside with no socks on. That's just that he giving me real. All right, you know. Shout out to Jamie Mack, man. He has some excellent questions, man. Excellent questions. All of them have some excellent questions. Uh, if again, if y'all have some questions out there that y'all want me to answer, um, shout out to Math. My expert opinion would always be there. <laughs> It'll always be there. All right, y'all. Uh,